are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheinland. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Judy. That has absolutely nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons. You just, you just did the whole, you just you just did a straight Judge Judy intro. Yeah, you need to change it to Make Believe Heroes. <laughs> like, you know, you could have said this is it's Make Believe Heroes. Make Believe Heroes. Yeah, I mean, you could have just stepping into the courtroom of Make Believe Heroes. You could have no. done like you did the Pokemon thing. This you just is replaced Judge Judy. <laughs> is she playing with us? Tonight? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Make Believe Heroes Judge Judy edition. I don't know. I'll be Judge Judy. I think I'm the only one fit here to do that. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the peoples. He is the people's champion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. That's right, another episode of Make Believe of Judge Heroes. Judy. It's about time. An actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure for literally everyone. So it, it has only been a week for all of you guys, but for us, it's this... Been seven it, years. It's been 84... <laughs> 84, it's been 84 years. years. Uh, since we recorded, man, things have just been crazy. We're time travelers. So tonight, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. Jo- See, we're out, totally out of order. I'm joined tonight by a few friends of mine. Mm. Hey guys, this is Jeremy, and I play Saul. Saul's dead. Watch it. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey, and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall. I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. We haven't recorded in 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, it has been it's been so long since we played D&D. So, we are really excited to get back into the action, especially after whew, last episode. I'm not excited. Last episode, man. I don't even want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Some stuff happened. We were going to kill that thing. Let's quickly though uh, take care of some business up front first of all. We would like to give a huge MBH thank you to one of our patrons, one of our newer patrons. We picked up a few over the holiday season, one of which is Shan Shin. We love them. Jimmy Jim. Oh, yes. Shan Shin, thank you so much for becoming a patron of Make Believe Heroes. You you. have made all of this possible. Thank you for all of the... Oh. Thank you for uh, for chatting with us on Discord. Hey, if you are interested in supporting our show, you love our show, you listen every week, you can be a part of probably the coolest, no, definitely, definitely. the coolest podcast community on the internet, and that exists in the Make Believe Heroes Patreon. My people. It definitely is the funnest. It is a blast. We love all of our patrons. They're hilarious. The other day, there was like a meme off uh, where everyone was trying to make the funniest memes about our show, and oof, man, it killed me. Yeah, it got real. Lorik felt that. No, he didn't. He's dead. All the way from hell, he felt that. Spoilers! Whoops. He's totally dead. If you haven't heard that Super part, dead. you should go back and hear that part. Just saying. Anyhow, so thank you so much, Shan Shan, for being a patron. You are the wind beneath our wings. You're amazing. You're awesome. We Literally. love you. We're going to play D&D. But before we do, Jeremy's going to read for you one of our many five-star reviews. Hey, Paul, I have a, in my hands a five-star review. Five-star. Oh. What? It's from Honey Badger 123459. Oh. Best podcast ever. Ooh. This wow. is the best podcast I've ever listened to. I've learned a lot about Dungeons & Dragons. I hope you guys and girl finish season three and make a season four. Keep it up. Thank you, Honey Badger 123459. You are incredible. We appreciate the five-star review. Also, if none of you have given your five-star review, why are you still here? Like, just Why right are now. we still here? Just, 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 just right to now. suffer? Exactly. Just just go ahead. Pull out your phone. Click that five stars. Write a little review. And, do uh, it! There you go. <laughs> just do it! Put your five star review on there. It shows us that you love us. It tells other I people that you love us. And if you do, we will read it. We'll read it live on the air. Uh, we'll try to get through it. We'll try. And make it sound like you wrote it. Thank you for the review, Honey Badger 123459. Never give up. Now it's time to roll the giant blue d20. Oh, wow. 
Five. We might live. Five. That's a good one for this episode. Five. We needed that leverage. Let's talk about last time on Make Believe Heroes. The four of you were trapped in the library with, I think, two of those shadowy creatures, those monsters that you had all faced, and one that you defeated. But what you didn't know is that there were many, many more. And so you made a run for it. And as you fled the library, I think it was Vance that did some magic to sort of frighten them back. But you soon discovered that there were more than, there was more than one. There were more than two. There were many. And they were on the move, and it sounded like they were coming for the four of you. So you ran down the halls trying to find some place to go, some place to escape. And you found yourselves booking in the direction of the Vault of Souls, held beneath the castle of King Serastus. It is the vault that housed all the souls of the many lives that fed the power of the flames of the Kingdom of Flame, of the Burning Circle. These souls are the resource, I guess you could say, the eternal resource of each of the hells. It's what powers the nine hells and keeps everything going. But as you all finally reached this Vault of Souls, Saul and Misk saw that it was almost entirely depleted. Just enough dregs of blue flaming souls beneath a walkway stretched out and this platform suspended over the middle of this open chasm inside the volcano upon which the kingdom is built. You saw below that the souls were almost gone and these creatures followed you there and you were at a dead end. Just when you all decided to make your final stand there, you all grabbed your weapons, gearing up, and Misk began to summon forth her devilish powers. Something came plummeting from the top of the blackened, smoky opening above you, and it was the gigantic, black, oily, headless dragon. Oh, yeah. Seemingly not-so-dead form of Dimvarga. Why you do this? She was not alone, or it was not alone. It's, it's hard to say exactly. For it had Serastus, previous king of the Burning Circle, wrapped in black oily chains with the symbol of the crooked god carved onto his forehead. And as you discussed with him what had happened, he revealed that there is no choice but to submit or die, that he is coming. What was chained will be unleashed. Then the dragon leaned back and its oily flesh spread and you saw inside the beating heart of the crooked father last time vance had seen that it certainly wasn't beating i want to kill it you are the worst that's true i mean what i said what i'm saying is true it shouldn't be true though you all lunged trying to do something to stop it saul originally thought he might strike down his father but then changed his mind and lunged for the beast vance flew forward with the hellburner trying to stab at that blackened heart but none of you were fast enough, and as all of the many minions, the creatures of shadow, fell on you, flying off of the walls, just launched towards you, these glyphs in the floor began to glow, and at the moment that would have been your demise, you were transported. First thing that you remember upon landing in some new place, Saul, is you look up, and you see a purple-skinned devil smirking down at you as you are face down on your knees uh, on a similarly glowing glyph on a stone floor. And she says, well, that could have gone better. I recognize her. Can you tell me her name so I can use her name up front? Yes, you do recognize her, Satsaris. You recognize her as an old friend of yours from your time in hell. Her name is Ilu Marie Jin, or as you called her, Marie. Alu Marie Jin. That's correct. <clears throat> Yo, little Marie. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Saul starts to uh, stand up to his feet. Mm -hmm. Marie, it's about time. How long have you known we were here? Nice to see you too, Satsaris. It is nice to see you, actually. I imagine that it is. And he uh, tries to take a look around the room see where he is you don't see anyone else in the room this seems to be some sort of a small stone room uh, well i'll say stone it, it it reminds you the stoneware that you see the decor if you will it reminds you of the kingdom of flame that sort of black obsidian rock you can't really see where you are this room is pretty much bare except for uh these glyphs on the floor Saul like reaches out to like 
clasp her hand, like to give her a greeting of some kind. Right. She sort of hesitates, kind of gives you a smirk, and says, I thought the last time that I saw you would be, well, the last time. <laughs> I get it. As did I. Isn't a devil that chooses the mortal plane supposed to be forever banished to the mortal plane? There is no return, is there? That is the same assumption I had, yet here I stand. And he's, is she going to take his hand or not? She does. She reaches a hand down, takes your hand, lifts you up. It's good to see you are well and in one piece. Not for lack of trying. Have you felt the change in the flame? And he looks over at Misk. Here's your new queen. So, you know, now that you are up on your feet, you notice she is bigger than you. Uh, She is not one of the biggest or the strongest devils. You know, Marie was always more slender, I guess. She's, you know, a mage. One of the most clever mages that you ever worked with. But in spite of that, she's still probably a solid foot taller than you, which is new. (laughs) And now that you're standing and you say that, she turns and looks at Misk who is back in normal tiefling form. Misk Isoda, or am I mistaken? Misk is just going to get up and dust herself off. Mm-hmm. No, you're not mistaken. My ski soda. And who is this? She says, motioning to Sir Vance. This is Sir Vance off the wall. He's in our group right now, and he poses no threat. It's all like wrinkles his brow. <laughs> And looks at her and looks back at Marie. Mara? Marie. Marie. It's Mary. He looks think back. Of, think of Marie. I'm so bad with names. That's fine. Just think of Marie. I even I named her. You named her. Yes, you chose the name. <laughs> Vance. Whenever she says that you're no threat, um, you hear that voice in your mind say, uh, "No threat at all." <laughs> he uh. Wrinkles his brow, looks at Misk, looks at Marie, looks at Servance, looks back at Marie and goes, He absolutely is a threat. I'm bound by a blood contract that says I have to help him get out of the hells. And his sword is the Hellburner Blade. Her eyes get very wide. You're talking too much. (laughs) Saul does not care. Saul thinks that this is one of his subjects. And how exactly you, you have brought the Hellburner Blade back to the hells? I've not brought it. He has brought it. Well, we kind of helped him. This human? <laughs> this this man brought a prince and princess of hell? How? how we were summoned. How far you have fallen, Satsaris. Listen, Marine. Watch <laughs> your tongue. Yes, he is very weak. Roll me, a, uh, roll me an intimidation check, Saul. Yeah. Oh, Peasant. here we go, peasants. That's a 13 on the dice plus intimidation is a plus six. So that's a 19. Wow. It's pretty good. She's rolled a contesting save. She rolled a natural 20. So no, she didn't. You're lying. She's she really right, did. She's looking right. I hate you. Hate you. Guys. Neapolitan dice. Hashtag ice cream dice. She looks down at you, by the which I mean, literally, she's looking down at you. Yeah. Peasant. <laughs> Please call him a peasant. <laughs> All it took was one human and a sword. And suddenly you are a servant. Is that right, Satsaurus? It took a blood contract. There was a mage. He's not here, apparently. Yeah, where is he, actually? Do you all look around? Yeah. yeah. There's no char. Maria, what happened to the other... It's... I will be addressed by Ilu Marie Jin, or to my friends, Marie. I'm your queen. That is yet to be seen. Well, I will prove it, and I don't need you to tell me <sighs> if I am queen or not. Satsaurus has promoted me in a way. My thing is, where is he? You are the one that brought us here. Where is Char? I Yes, I guess I did bring you here. I, I laid a trap, if you will, a sort of um, alert. Uh, I don't know how to explain it to those who wouldn't really understand all the magical workings, but suffice it to say that I was informed whenever someone entered the Vault of Souls, hoping that if there were any survivors, they would make their way there. And when I was alerted, I scried the vault. Imagine my surprise. 
to see four figures standing vigilant against the end of all things. Ah, so you saw that. Then you saw that Misk has taken the crown? The crown means nothing without a kingdom. Don't you mean five figures? Only four stood vigilant. It would appear that our benevolent king has succumbed. There may not be a kingdom, but we are here to get it back, and we're here to fix the nine hells. But you have yet to answer my question. Where is Char? I don't know. As far as I know, you should all have been You do not here. understand. No, you do not understand. Saris is under a contract that includes Char. <sighs> None of this concerns me. If Char dies, Sutsaris we will all life die. is in danger. We will all die. Do you not understand the gravity of the situation that we are in? What do you think we are? I'm not sure. We are in the sinking circle. Why in the Nine Hells would you come here? Do none of the kingdoms still stand? Yes. One. One? One that I can confirm. This is not it. You, you know as well as I, no one goes to the sinking circle. Neutral ground. Because no one cares to live there except for the lowest. <sighs> Don't let these walls fool you, she says, uh, motioning to the obsidian walls. This is uh, my creation, and, and it was. this is built by those of us who did manage to escape, those few of us that managed to escape the Kingdom of Flame as the armies of the Forsaken washed over our kingdom, slaughtering all of our people. I watched as that headless beast, that great winged thing, swooped down upon our king and took him. Every spell I cast, every defense that we raised, fell powerless before it. What is that thing? I do not know what it is. I know that it came from the Forsaken Circle. Well, we're not doing much sitting around here. So do you have a plan? A plan? Yeah, I mean, you brought yes, us here I for some Yes, I have a plan reason. to survive. I brought you here because I happened to see you there and thought I would do you a nicety. Mm. You're welcome. <laughs> you probably did save us. You are certainly owed a level of gratitude for that, old friend. Thank you. It has been a difficult few years. You say a few years, so this is not the beginning? What are a few years, really? But no, it didn't just begin. I will tell you all that I know, but for now, you all look quite haggard. We do have some provisions we have made well enough for ourselves. But you should be warned, this is not an establishment of the Burning Circle. This is a sort of, uh, neutral alliance. What sort of alliance? Don't worry, there are none, hardly, from the Drowning Circle. They seem to have allied themselves completely with this forsaken thing. Of course, you should have known that. But there are those from the others, the Whispering Circle, the Thundering Circle. So who's in charge? Are you the captain of this alliance? There is no captain. We are working together, each their own separate, but united in the sense that we want to survive, of course. As you know, nothing can survive too long in the sinking circle. Are none of the kings here? Did none of the royal blood survive or escape? Yes, there are a few. There is one from the whispering circle. <clears throat> she looks at Misk, and then she looks at Saul. And it kind of gets awkward for a second. A princeling. Oh, no. It, it is Greedarin, Prince of the Whispering Circle. Miss kind of like rolls her eyes and just kind of steps back and like she's rubbing her face just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, Saul, you know that Greedarin was the one that uh, rumors says, rumors among those in the Burning Circle, that Misk was supposed to marry I wouldn't be too concerned about it. He probably won't even recognize you now, Misk. 
she turns to the hu- uh, the human in the room. <laughs> so Vance, during this whole time, you've been thinking, thinking about well, because we all heard well about Saul. He was talking. Well, he mentioned the that which was chained will be unleashed. Yeah. So. So you're trying to connect the dots a little bit. Yeah. As you're mulling it over and they're talking, are you even listening to what they're saying? You're just kind of toned out. Probably just toned out. Vance, what is this thing? You've seen it. It's, I mean, I know what it is, right? It's like I would know it's one of the Dracon. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Dimvarga, you know that whole business. That's Dimvarga, one of the Dracon Kelly. Dragon Kelly, these were dragons, right? Yes. Yeah, I heard of them. I remember. Had the pleasure. Ah, uh, that was bad. Uh, I don't know what that was. But that was no mere dragon. It's not something that can be fought easily. And I'm not sure how that stone... Apparently is a heart. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like that. What is this saying? The the broken king said it. He said something. He said what was chained will be unleashed. Does that mean anything to you, Vance? Yeah, we heard it a while back. From the tiefling. From Satsaris. Princeling said it. I remember. He's the one that said it. I remember, I remember. He said something about a mission from the gods to stop what was chained. It's come to the hills. So, Imvarga took the heart of the thing that's chained. And now it's wielding the body of a dragon. Hmm. Seems powerful. And when he says that, you kind of sense a little bit of, uh, like a lust for power. <laughs> of course. Hmm. So th- as they're having this conversation, that is, you know, about where we, we were talking before. I can't remember. Did someone ask Vance something or say anything to Vance? Oh, yeah. She turned to him. Uh, Marie did. And she said, Human. Human. What? You can tell that she's just got no time for this. I assume that you plan to stay with us here for now. Stay? Or should we kill you? Could Should we kill him? No. You could try. My contract states I have to help him and Chargenzis get out of the hills. Ooh, that could be a problem since Chargenzis seems to be lost somewhere in the ether. <laughs> No kidding. You just said you... Yeah. I don't know where he is. I'm, he should be here. Hmm. Maybe he's out of the hills and my contract is fulfilled. You should be so lucky. Perhaps I can try to ascertain his location if you have something of his or something that connects to him. Not right now, but later perhaps I could try. That would be wonderful. Also, have you seen... Uh, speaking of favors... Flicker. Flicker uh, kind of skitters up out of Misk's bag. I reach out a hand so he can climb up my arm. Okay. Flicker here has lost his tongue. Can you help us get it back? I don't see why not. Saul reaches down to his belt Mm -hmm. and grabs one of the ears and rips it off. Okay. And he holds it up so Flicker can eat it. That's Okay. Sick. Sick. Snack. He does. Delicious. It's a devil snack. Scramps it, scramps it right down. That's disgusting. Does he seem happy? Very happy. It takes him a little longer than usual because he doesn't have a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's really messy and gross. If you could give him his tongue back, that would be much appreciated. I'll see what I can do. It's been a long time since I've been around a competent mage. Well, <laughs> you know that you are now, don't you, Satsaris? Or have you forgotten? She kind of gives you a, a wink. Oh, I've not. Oh my gosh. He grins wickedly back at her. Come, there is much to see, to do. There's uh, food. 
I'm sure you'd all like a stiff drink. Or four. You have any orange juice? What? What is this? <sighs> this peasant. What is this orange juice? <sighs> someday you'll have to come to the natural plane. It's actually pretty good. Is it the blood of some strange creature? No, you peasant. You would think it's... <sighs> Careful, Misk. Treat your subjects with respect. Do you all want something to eat or dr- and drink or not? Absolutely. In On the planes, though, on the, the, the mortal coil, they it's sugary. They put sugar in things. This is all... I don't... I don't... I don't know what you're even talking about. Come with me. Someday I will show you. All right. Also, call for greed, Irene. I would like a word. We would like a word. Who is we? Me and Satsaurus. Uh, I was thinking we might just kill him before there was a power struggle. I'm not scared. And Misk just walks out the door. That's not coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a strategic point, but... I don't think she was ready. Whatever. I don't think she was ready, sir. You know, I don't. I think you made a bad decision there, buddy. About making her queen. Very glad I'm walking out of the room, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Misk has walked out. I made an excellent decision. Uh, okay. Is Vance keeping everything close to the chest? What? You mean about what I was thinking about? Yeah. Marie has followed Misk out the room, and you and Satsaras are hesitating at the door about to go. At this moment is what I'm saying. I still need to get to the astral plane. Marie likely can transport you there. But you know nothing of it, do you? The astral plane? The dragon. The dragon? The black thing? Yes. No, I do not. It did not feel like hope and kill. Did you see the heart? I did. You remember the words? I did. That you spoke. It felt the same as that, yes. Is that it? Is that all it is? (laughs) <laughs> all? Is that all it is? I'm not saying it's not intimidating. I'm saying, is that it? <laughs> mm, I'm afraid not. I have experienced great evils, human. Not this great. Uh, I would remind Saul of a couple things right now. Okay. One, the swirly. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with the swirly. He knows the swirly. If you recall, it was always on the lapel of one Braxton Tarek. Mm-hmm. I would also remind Saul that he stood there in the chamber of the gods and saw the crooked father with his own eyes. Oh, yeah, he did. Saw him chained beneath the sea and the earth. So he knows there's more to him, but the heart definitely gave him... I mean, he he immediately knows that the heart is a part of that immediately. You know what I'm saying? He knows that. Sir Vance... Getting you to the astral plane would be wonderful. Destroying whatever was beating in that thing's chest would be even better. <sighs> I don't think that it's possible. You don't think it's possible? Even the gods aren't powerful enough to destroy that. Or at least they must not care enough. Oof. I'm glad you know that the gods are powerful. They must not care enough. They bound it originally. I think they do care. What are they doing now? They w- <sighs> Do we know their limitations? Did I did I tell the stories at one point? You sort of did. When but we were with You didn't Yalmer. give specific details. When you were with Hjalmar, you, you just said your friends. said about a, your friend. You were going on a mission to save a tree, and uh, you know your friend mm. betrayed you and all that stuff. You didn't give like minute details. You didn't talk about Dimvarga. I fought this dragon before. You did. Do you remember the story? You the lost very a vague story? <laughs> yes. It stole that heart. So this from the gods. There was a god present when it happened. No, but she could have been. Surveillance. Just because you have one poor experience. Lots of poor experiences. Does not mean you should turn your back on who you are. You don't know who I am. I don't claim to. And he walks out of the room. We'll kill him before the end. In the meantime, you have the book, remember? Yes. Perhaps the mage can give us what we need 
to reach the astral plane. And then, well, my path to return may not be as smooth as I had hoped with this thing. We'll see. We will see. You follow him out? Yeah. Y'all step out. Uh, and you step out of the room. Misk, you've already been out for a few minutes, uh, walking out. And there are, this is like a sort of, like a base. Like, a, you know, think like a mother base, right? Mm-hmm. You can see through large windows above you. This is a sort of gigantic, like, central chamber, like a uh, concourse or a big area. I don't really know what you'd call it. You can see out of these giant windows above you, it is dark. Uh, not like nighttime dark, but like uh, overcast dark. It seems to be raining outside. And uh, there are a number of people here. And I say people. Devils. Devils. Elementals. Stuff somewhere in between demons. You immediately see a few from the Burning Circle, and you can recognize them by their flavors of skin and wear. But you also see a number of, you know, most of the devils, I guess, from the Burning Circle tend to have red or gold or, like, shades of red, purplish being a pretty extreme version of that, right? Whereas others tend to sort of lean in that direction. Uh, Zaka had blue skin. He, he was a, an anomaly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never really asked him about it. But typically, you find those with, like, white and grayish skin coming from the Whispering Kingdom. Find those with like a navy blue or a an ocean blue skin, typically from the drowning circle. You find those with like a dark, like brown colors and green colored skins from the quaking circle. You see some of all of those, except for the drowning circle, of course, in terms of devils, which you all immediately recognize. You know, horns, wings, the 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 usual. You also see a lot of elementals around, people walking around, uh, you know, you see those that are full-on elemental, and you see those that have take, that are taking a more humanoid-type form, but are obviously not humans, you know, glowing eyes, colored skins, different things. A, a number of people, you know, not, I wouldn't say, I would say over a hundred, I would say not much over a hundred. Interesting. That you can see. So is she taking us to food, or is she, like, leading us, or is she kind of... She's sort of leading you as you all step out. You step out here. That there are people eating. There, You know, this is a big, very large open area. There are a number of, like, tables set up toward the middle. This seems to be a sort of large, common area, and it seems to be a sort of meal time, and people have prepared different things. And you see stuff that you remember from your time in the hells, and you also see things you have no idea what it is. Probably someone preparing it from one of the other kingdoms, one something that you've never eaten. Weird stuff. But you see out the windows, and like I said, it's raining. It's overcast. But you also see these these gigantic things like reaching high up, up into what you assume is like the sky. They look like giant, almost like the best way I could describe it would be like seaweed. Like gigantic okay. tree-sized seaweed, just What'd you call them? tree weed, tree weeds. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> tree weeds! Forgot oh, about wow. tree weeds. Yeah, we'll call them tree weeds. I love it. Oh my gosh! And they are standing all around this this large structure that's been built. It's it's odd. You know, this is you don't know where you are. This is a very foreign territory, and the outside almost looks like an alien planet. So, Miss is going to look at Alu, whatever, Marie. She don't want me calling her Marie. that. Alu uh, Marie Jin. Yeah. So, can I call her Alu Marie? Is she going to get she, offended? She has given you permission to call her Alu Marie Jin. Alu Marie Jin. Yes. I will need you to get the prince for me. Also, I would like to rally everyone. We need to discuss our tactics on this dragon. Everyone. Everyone. If they're here, I need to speak to them. We need to talk about our strategy against this let dragon. Me, let me stop you there. I realize that Satsaris has performed some sort of ritualistic thing, claiming you as queen of the Burning Circle. We are not in the Burning Circle. This is not about that. No, this is about kingdoms of people 
who have hated each other and fought for as long as life has existed. The fact that we are able to reside in this place without destroying one another is miraculous enough. I understand, knowing what I know, you have to understand that over the last couple of years, I have tried to do what you're describing many times. Every time it ends in no one listening, no one even, even hearing it or fighting. Listen, they have to listen this time. And she's going to put a hand on her shoulder, not like aggressive or anything. Okay. She's much taller than you. <laughs> okay. She's going to grab her hand. Okay. That'd probably be better. Right. Listen, I know you don't trust me. I understand the past and how it's held against me. But I've seen things, and we've both seen things. And I'm not trying to rule. I'm trying to rally. These people need to be together. And obviously they are. But listen, we have a greater force going against all of us. And I'm sure that if I can just talk to everyone, we can rally them up. But I need you on my side. And you don't even have to be my friend. You being Satsaris' friend is enough. I just need you to be with me and agree with me. And obviously you sound like you do. But I need to rally these people. That's our only chance. We can't do this alone. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Please, God. Okay. 16. That's pretty good. Did she roll a natural 20? <laughs> no, 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 no. She looks at you, it's sort of like a, you know, a considering look. I can't, I, I can't bring them all together, but it seems that the mortal plane has had an effect on both you and your brother that I cannot really understand. I have not seen, as you have seen. And this working together business, I'm unfamiliar. So perhaps you can convince them. You seem quite good at speeches. But it needs to wait. It can't happen immediately. They simply won't hear you. You are, as you said, dishonored. Let's say it that way. I agree. A devil that leaves her post to take on a mortal body is, in the eyes of most, honestly disgusting. True. And I understand. We may all have to leave the Nine Hills if we don't do something. Right. So if you could tell the people that, maybe that would help. Yes, I will see what I can do. For now, please, find something to eat. Thank you. And that's about the time that uh, Saul and Vance walk out. How's Saul feeling, by the way? How's Saul feeling? Yeah, I mean, Char's gone. Char ain't here. Yeah, really. He feels okay. Uh, for one thing, you're still with Vance. Ah, yes. For another, the fact that you are away from Char is Char's fault, not yours. Mm. Right. Truth. He's away from you. You're not away from him. And you're with Vance. So do we need to, can we just like sit down? Okay, what are you doing? Uh, when Saul walks up, he goes, Misk, I think our options are to kill the other royalty <laughs> and take over. No. Or uh, perhaps you do marry one of them. Satsaris, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. I've already talked to Illumerigian and we've discussed things. I will catch you up. Let's eat. I could go for some blood and some meat. <laughs> you all go over. And like I said, there's a number of, you know, it's kind of funny to think about it like this. But it's om- right now it almost seems like a cafeteria. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people eating. There are a number of people cooking things over fires. and Well, I, well, some of them are cooking over fires. You see some people boiling some things. No fire present. You see some people, I don't know. It, it's all very weird the way that people are preparing food. Seems very strange. Some people are just eating things that are moving and alive while they eat it. You know, it's fun. Yeah. You ever watch that video? Of that girl eating the live octopus. Oh uh, yeah. Ew. Like why? Uh, you you walk around. You see a number of things. You find something. Each of you finds something. I guess that looks sort of you know, especially misconsult. Uh, Vance, nothing looks edible. I was gonna say, does anything look decent here? You see some things that look like plants, vegetable type things. But is it really a plant, though? It doesn't smell good. I'm going to lean over to Vance and be like, listen, all you got to do is survive. If you have to hold your nose while you eat it, just bear with it. You might have some rations. 
in your bag. I was gonna say I checked my bag. Yeah. <laughs> you find like some, you know, some hard tack or whatever, some cram, uh, something to eat to sustain yourself. There's water, mostly wines though, things like that. Mm. The blood of their enemies. Fine. I'll drink some water. You find a seat. Yep. I would probably choose a seat not so in the middle of everybody. Kind of off to the side. Kind of off to the side. I'm sure they're looking at us already. Yeah, everyone's kind of giving you the eye. Uh, Saul's trying to catch the eyes of anyone from the burning circle. We're the new kids at school. And seeing their reactions. In the lunchroom. <laughs> you see some. You see a, a few. And uh, no one that you immediately recognize, but your memory's not what it once was either. They all seem to give you a sort of quizzical look contemplative, uh, not necessarily pleased, but not necessarily displeased either. Mm. That's a form of respect among devils. Right. It's also a bunch of broken people here. Seems like maybe they don't know what to do or think yet. That's why. So you all find a seat, right? Yeah. But as you're all sitting down and you're eating, uh, what is Misk eating? What does she find to eat? (sighs) Why'd you have to ask me? Make it up. One of her favorite things to eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Swordfish. (laughs) Like, give me a give me a nope. little idea. No, Th- I mean, you know, think something like real world adjacent, like you know, like a some sort of beast, something you would eat. All right. She always goes for the like you we would say chicken legs. Okay. She goes for the legs of right. What's a beast? I don't know. Cockatrice. Yeah, cockatrice. It's yeah. like a it's like a snake bird. Yeah, those. And she's not drinking. The blood of her enemies. Okay. <laughs> she has many enemies, and mm. they're not dead yet. Right. Um, so she's probably just drinking water, and she's kind of quiet, eating her meal. Um, that's pretty much it. Maybe some of those leaves. Saul? Saul is presented with a platter of, mm. it has squares of meat on it, like a grayish color that have been cut in perfect squares, and they're like in a stack. Ew. And on the plate next to it, there's like a thick, congealed, very, very dark red substance. Looks like jello. And it comes with a little metal stick that you can stick through the pieces of meat and then you run it through the, the dark, dark, spicy red blood. Ew. Delicious. Sick. And so, he's so the smacking his I'm lips. getting are biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yep. I was like a tofu. <laughs> like tofu. Tiny sausages. I was, I was thinking of like, a, you know, almost like the outer portion Turkish delight. From a hellish beast that's been cut off. Right. Yep. It's displacer and beast. He's, he's definitely, yeah, it's what it is. And he's running it through congelled. Con, what's congealed. that word? Congealed. Congealed. Yeah, that works. Congealed blood. Yep. Washing it down with a red bourbon. So good. Sick. Ew. You're all eating and getting a little rest. You you notice as someone walks up and has a seat across from you, Saul. Are you sitting next to Misk? I'm sitting between Misk and... Vance? Van, no. Mira. Mari Mari's not down. with you. <laughs> I'm sitting between the two of them, yes. Mari's not, okay. Vance Vance and Misk. So we're all on the same bench. Yes, you're all on one side. I probably sit down and then Saul's like, I'm going to sit down. And Sir Vance is like, well, I'm going to sit down. Coming, uh, Approaching you all and having a seat on the other side is uh, you look up and you see as a devil has a seat across from you. Oh, no. He has uh, very white skin like chalk white uh, with black horns that sort of go back and curl he has long silver hair that is uh, parted kind of to one side uh, and he is wearing some in spite of the fact that this seems to be pretty much like a survival type settlement he is wearing clearly regal robes uh, silver to match his hair Mm. and he says is it all right if I sit here with the three of you? You seem very interesting. No, it's not okay. Saul's racking his brain, trying to remember who this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that fits, because Saul's brain doesn't work. Is it true what they're saying? Are you Satsaris? <laughs> the question is, who are you? You are speaking to Satsaris, and who are you, peasant? Well, I am also a prince. Greedarin of the Whispering Kingdom. It has been some time. Misk Misk spits her drink out. And is it also true you are Misk Isoda, the daughter of King Serastus? In the flesh. My goodness, I I thought, well, I heard whispers, you know how it is, that 
both of you have abandoned your post, flitted off to the mortal plane. Abandoned is a strong way of putting it. Well, left. Mm-hmm. Left them. Mm-hmm. You left. Did you leave? Mm-hmm. You do seem different. Mm-hmm. Please don't take offense. No, no. Be careful with your tongue. Well, I just mean that you have your bodies are different. Are they not different? They're different. Are they different? <laughs> They're different. <laughs> Whatever you need to believe. I'd love to hear more about this. We have more important things to talk about, so if you would please just get past the differences in our appearance and our leaving and our past. What, a, what important business do we need to discuss exactly? Prince Darren. Yes? We need your... Hmm, your wit, your, I don't know, your speech, your uh, approval, your backing. We need you on our side, pretty much. Would you like to talk about this now, or would you like to wait till after we're done eating our meal? I don't really understand what it is that you're asking. We're going to fight the dragon. Dragon? Oh, yeah, there's a dragon. We're going to rip the heart out of the dragon, the headless beast. You know, the dragon... That took our father. The forsaken. The. Okay. What was chained? That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, the the things the things that are killing everyone. Yes, the thing. The forsaken. The forsaken circle. It's it's washing over the hills. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're going to rally against them. Who is we? The three of you. We could. Everyone in this room. This is the same Greedarin to whom you were supposedly... Yeah, I know. He's getting on my nerves already. <laughs> I don't see why I should ally myself with, with any such thing. What do you want from me? I simply need you to make your way around the camp, spread the word, get the people ready for when I speak to them. You know. You know how it goes. Getting people on your side. No, I don't know how it goes. I don't, I don't really see why I should be involved in this. <sighs> Fine. Don't be involved. Okay. I just was trying to make small talk. You know, we, there's not a lot of new people coming in since most everyone is dead. Uh, or held up I'm, deep in their not, kingdoms like the Quaking Kingdom. We're quaking not circle. new people. You're new here. What do you mean you're not new people? Yes, you're new people. That's what you are. Sorry, Gridarin. Yes? We are trying as best as devils can to ask for help. So we believe that if we kill the headless thing, that the rest of the forsaken, as you call them, will stop. Look, I know that... And we believe we can do that only with the joining of who is here, as much as that displeases me. Look, I know that our kingdoms weren't necessarily enemies most of the time, but I don't know either of you. We were going to align, it sounds like. Weren't you to marry Misk Isada? Uh, he yes. looks from you to her. This, the Misk Isoda, your sister, this one. Yes, uh, you remember. Did not Serastus parley some sort of agreement? What? Yeah. You just didn't hear about it. Um, (laughs) Hold on. I am almost certain that had... (laughs) You don't have to laugh that hard. It's... it's, Don't get me wrong. You are quite beautiful. There's nothing to do with that. Although this whole weird... You're blushing, devil. There's no such agreement. Oh, there was an agreement. No. Miss is just going to take a drink. You... Are from the kingdom of whispers. You know it to be true. Yes, I know the kingdom of whispers. And I know that in no realm and in no time and in no world would my father have wed me to the daughter of King Serastus, that psychopath. That psychopath did just that with the psychopath you're calling my father. You are mistaken. And, uh... I think I've, I've had enough of this for now. Perhaps you should um, talk to your sister. It seems like you have wires crossed. And he gets up, pushes a chair back, and wanders off. Great. That went well. I think you're going to have to become really open to the idea of him being your husband. Never in a million years will that white-haired, whispering airhead 
Ugh. Anyways. You wear a crown. It just means great sacrifice. And you don't have to actually marry him. Just play along that it will happen. Sitsaurus, let's not discuss what we don't even know is going to happen. We have to get these people on our side first. He stands up and smiles. Miss, roll me a d20. Uh, eight. It's okay. So with that, I think we're going to have to end this episode. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for listening. This has been Make Believe Heroes. My head hurts. We play Dungeons and Dragons, and we love it. We love it. Things are... Hmm. Forsaken. Difficult. Tune in next week to find out if Servance is about to hop over to the astral plane. If Misk can rally together folks from warring tribes. Basically. Endless history of war. Uh, If Saul can find something to eat that's less disgusting. And if Char is dead or not. Or we'll make it back. Or we'll not. Where is Char? Where is he? Wait, where is Char? Hmm. Where is he? Where is he? Good question. So, Char. Yeah. The floor beneath you is glowing. These glyphs have lit up and have begun to to radiate this uh, this purple light. Uh, there's a sort of humming in your ears, and uh, you suddenly feel as if you're being jerked back into a void. Uh, but that feeling only lasts for just a moment because in that exact moment when all of your friends are about to just be set upon by these great shadowy creatures that have chased you all through the castle of King Serastus, suddenly this the floor glows and all this is going on. It, it's, it's very disconcerting as these creatures are flying towards you through the air. But just when you feel that sort of odd sensation, something similar to what you felt when you were brought to the hells just some time past, you also feel as something wraps around your legs and jerks you forward. Uh, They are cold and hard as steel. My calves? Yes, your calves. They are cold and they are hard (laughs) as steel, which is weird because you're like your whole fire thing. Right. Uh, No, you feel sort of like you're being torn in two for just a second. It's almost like your soul, honestly, is being pulled backward, but then your body is being pulled forward. It is a very odd sensation. Uh, and you are disoriented as your body is slammed on to the stone floor and dragged across this great platform. And uh, you are sort of getting your bearings back just in time to look up as you are lifted from the floor, dangling from your feet by this black chain that is coming off of the headless beast, this draconic figure before you. And your face is inches from the face of one King Serastus. So, King, this happen often? There is no visible reaction in his face to your quips. I slap him. You notice as you go to sort of move around that now the chains have worked their way all the way around your body. Uh Uh-oh. You're sort of cocooned by these chains uh, hanging upside down. You sort of, um, you you kind of can see in your peripherals that these creatures, these uh, beasts that chase you all through the castle, have, uh, have circled in tightly around you. And you're face to face with Serastus. And he's just looking at you. And you're this close to him now, you can really see that he looks emaciated, you know? So, uh, Serastus... Need to try eat something. What exactly are you? Me? Are you a child of hell or the natural plane? I don't know. Which am I? Where where (laughs) do elementals come from? Elementals do come from here, yes, from the hills. Uh, yeah, I'm from the hills, but I've spent most of my life up above. I don't know how this cosmology works. You seem to be of two natures. Yeah. You are elven. Half. But also child of the melting circle. What can I say? I'm a fan of melting pots. 
What exactly are you doing with my children? And when he says that, you see him sort of flinching and, and kind of like he falls down to a knee. And that black swirl on his forehead pulses. And you see these like black roots kind of coming out of it. Not like actually coming out of it, but you see like basically black veins going across his head like it's kind of throbbing and pulsing into his head. He stands back up again. His eyes look uh, even more sunken in, if that's possible. What alliance do you have with the traitors? The traitors. The tieflings and the knight. The knight is of particular interest to my master. I'm just along for the ride. Really? Yeah. Just along for the ride into the hells. Uh, it's a wild ride. <laughs> he doesn't laugh. I mean, he, he doesn't look capable of laughter. You kind of hear the uh, the odd purring sort of growling sound coming from the beasts around you. Ooh. You are going to die. I'd rather not. What is your name? Char. Char. This is your full name. Chargenzis Kintel. Chargenzis Kintel. You have... Two options. One, my master will devour you. Not that one. Two, you will kneel to the forsaken. And that sort of purring, growling sound comes out of these creatures around you. Char looks around kind of like, oh, not liking this. This isn't, this isn't... This isn't what he wants to be doing right now. So uh, definitely not that first one. I'm not gonna, not gonna submit to devouring, devouring, devouration. I don't know. I'm not a words guy. But just so you know, I'm not much of a loyalist either. I'll kneel. I'll kneel as much as you want, but it's not worth much coming from me. Is that so? Just letting you know what kind of deal you're getting here. So you are faithless. In every sense of the word. You actually see the smallest smirk come across his face. When you do, you feel like maybe you're getting a glimpse of the old Serastus for just a moment. All right, well, I'm not really sure where we go from here. As he says that, you hear something. Uh, it sounds like a burst of flame. Uh, and there is a bright orange glow kind of off to your right. And you can see it. It's, it's like behind and to the side of the large headless dragon. And there is a large like fireball that sort of appears in the air spinning. And then it disperses like f uh, throwing flecks of basically molten lava onto the platform. Stepping out of it is something uh, interesting. This figure looks sort of like a devil, but also like his skin might actually be made of lava, like thick black molten rock with cracks of orange and red all through it. But he also has like two curved horns coming off the top of his head, and he uh, is bare-chested, and you can see very large muscular arms and chest. Uh, and then he is wearing a sort of like a wrap, some sort of like a, I don't know what, how would you describe it? I don't know. Some sort of like a, like a kilt, basically. Kilt. Kind of like a kilt. Yeah. He is walking toward you all. And as he does, he has his head uh, knelt in like uh, reverence to the beast. And as he kneels, he kind of kind of bows his head. You can see carved onto his forehead another of those swirling symbols. Mm, don't like where this is going. The beasts sort of part as he steps up, and uh, he turns towards Serastus. And you see him take a knee, and he says, "My lord Serastus and the Forsaken." And Serastus kind of turns toward him, and he says. What brings you here at this hour? 
and the figure stands kind of crossed, still having like an arm crosser over his chest. And he says, I sensed a disturbance, and uh, there was a bit of a, uh, a noise coming from the mountainside, so I thought I would come, and it would appear that you have uh, captured one of mine. And he locks eyes with you. And when he does, you can feel this sort of deep connection. Not like, Daddy. Nothing like that. <laughs> Nothing like that, you know. Uh, but you see in him, like, there are so many similarities to the way that his appearance is to the way that yours is now. Like you immediately recognize the similarity and you you immediately intellectually understand your connection to this place. That whoever this is and wherever he's from, that's your people and that's where at least part of you is from. Mm. He reaches forward and grabs you by the chin, kind of turns your head, looking you over. Yes, I believe this is one of ours, although it is tainted. How, how, what? Serastus, uh, like pauses, like with his eyes closed and his head kind of tilted up. And you notice that the headless neck of the dragon like tilts down, almost like looking down at him, you know, but without eyes and without a face. And Serastus looking up at it, it's sort of a weird... The imagery is almost like a mother bird feeding its baby birds by, like, regurgitating food, although there is no actual, like, physical regurgitation. Serastus turns to this figure again, and he says, This one seems particularly difficult. Would you like to take him? If you can turn him to serve our master then do so. If not, then dispose of him, since this is your domain. The magma-skinned devil, he's still kind of looking you over, says, Yes, I will take this one. Perhaps I can glean something from him. Or, as you said, if not, if he will not give obeisance, then I shall toss him into the pits. What's in the pits? Serastus gives a nod, and the shadow creatures all, like, take off at a full sprint toward the walls. They jump onto the walls and begin crawling back into the the exit from where they came earlier. Let it be done. Your master is watching. And uh, then the dragon spreads its wings, lifting up from the floor. Uh, the chains release you, Char. You kind of fall to the ground. And this devil grabs you by the scruff of your robes, lifts you up, and says, Shall we? And then you are both engulfed in a ball of flame. Ah! Hey, I'm Judith Scheindlin. I told you no. <laughs> at his I own said jokes. no. I said no, Jeffrey. You're not playing Judge Judy. He's not. I am. Um, no, you're not. None of you, are, none of you are playing Judge we're Judy. We're all, we're all <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> we need to see if there's a Judge Judy RPG, and we'll do it for um, an NBH Plays episode. <laughs> Please, let's do. Guilty. <laughs> I'm Good still Lord, blaring. Just, well, that was because you put your you put the microphone in your mouth and screamed as loud as you could. That's that is true. <laughs> we do not do that on this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll stand back. Oh, good God. Now that probably blared. <laughs> okay. My mic's all messed up. It's been forever. Okay. Okay. I'm Felicia, and I play Judge Judy. Oh my God <laughs> in heaven, please. Jesus. No, I'm Felicia, Help and I play. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do a real one. It's a bad way to get started. And I'm beside me is Jeremy Springer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Pull it together. The DNA confirms you are not the father. I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. Okay, that's not going to work because everybody's going to be like, 
Why is she is laughing she so hard? Out? Yeah, so take a couple deep breaths. Just keep it you all in. I'm Felicia, and I play Miz. <laughs> you almost made it! <laughs> <laughs> I play <laughs> I'm Felicia and I play Misk. <laughs> uh, we lost Felicia. She's gone. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Good God. Judge Judy is our is the bane of our existence. Okay. You're welcome. 